Well, we are here. Mike, hi. Michael, are you going to say something? No, I can't. I've seen Alex this challenge this week. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> has just put me through so much, like... Terrible moviness? Yeah, that. Cool. Just, like, to the point where I don't even know how to interpret the world around me anymore. Uh-huh. Well, just, you you better try. I, because before we have that, we have an interview. We have an interview. With our first ever guest coming back from last week. You know. Are we bringing back... Hey, Mike. I swear to God. <laughs> Don't touch my book collection. Uh, Mr. Mingle, it's so good to see you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so to all our listeners... Don't touch my book collection. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, Christian Mingle's back. For If you haven't seen last week's episode... The first 10 minutes or so of this podcast will make no sense, and we're sorry for that. But I got a lot of messages last week about people telling me to uh, to invite Christian back on the show to answer questions. He's a, he's a very famous uh, character. Um, I guess I'm going to be running this interview. No, you're not. I'm not? Because we got a bunch of questions, because last week you just fucking let it slide out of your slippery mouth as, like, send, send Christian Mingle some questions. Do we actually get DMs and questions? So, here are some questions. I, I will read them to Christian, and... Uh, if, if, if it's all right with you, you can you can answer them? No. All right. Great. Well, thank you. All right. I'm going to fuck off for a while. Then. All right. Well, first question uh, comes from Analfeaster96. Jesus. Uh, what do you recommend uh, when building a proper book collection? I think it's important to, to, to really look at something, uh, the, the things that are really important to you in life, like the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go on. <laughs> Uh, and, and find the things that really mean a lot to you, and then ma- make sure everyone else knows that you have them, and not let them touch it. That's an important part. M- Mr. Mingle, I have, a, I have a clarifying question. Is your book collection still growing, or are you set with the six books you have? If I find something good, I will add it, but I haven't yet, so no. <laughs> there, there, it's been one week. It's been one I don't know. I don't know if you're actively seeking out books to, to add to your book collection. Do not send me books. Because you will have touched them. Do not touch my book collection. <laughs> but thank you, Adolfeaster96. Do not touch my book collection. All right, we have the next question from uh, my sister. Huzzah. Uh, is that the username or is it actually no, your sister? It, it, both. Okay. <laughs> Her question was, uh, what's your, who's your favorite religious figure and why? Hmm. Well, I want to say Jesus because, you know, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, you know, we've talked a few times, so... I, I feel like there's a butt coming Over up. the prayer phone. <laughs> over the prayer phone. <laughs> but uh, there's one person... There's one other uh, uh, deity that I can I can really relate to, and that's Ganesh. Because G- with all of those hands, he still knows to not touch my book collection. <laughs> now that's a trait that I look for in a god. <laughs> Just... All right, great. Thank you, uh, Alex's sister. Please do not touch my book collection. <clears throat> Is that the end of the... Uh, no, there, the... there's one more. Okay. Uh, this one, I think, is a troll question because it comes from a user called TrollfaceLol87. Fuck you. We have a lot of very interesting usernames and following us. And the question us. is, uh, Mr. Mingle, can I touch your book collection? Oh. No, you may not touch my book collection. That... Thank you. Do not touch my book collection. It's literally his only personality trait. It is trait. my only character trait. <laughs> I have nothing else going for me. Do not touch my book collection. Well, I actually have a couple questions for sure, Mr. Mingle. Sure, go for it. Uh, how did you start collecting books? Well, <clears throat> I one day I was walking home from 
a place, and I stumbled. What, what place was it? A, a book? Sh- a... You're not. No, doesn't. Does, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't partake to the story. Okay. And I tripped on a book, and that book was that. I'm sorry. That book <laughs> was the Bible. Then I took you it as a sign on the Bible. Yes. Yes. Just like it was on the floor, or was it where? Where was? The... No, I was walking on air, dipshit. I don't yes, know. Yes, I was on the floor, and then I tripped over the Bible, and then I lifted it up, and I was like, "Tom, this is a chance for you to restart your life." So I changed my name. When I looked up "born again Christian," the first thing that came up was Christian Mingle, and I took it as a sign from God. To change my name. So your name was Tom Mingle before this? No, Tom Softsburg. <laughs> what happened to the rest of the Softsburg family name? Did, did you just say they're all dead? It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, did you kill? No. The Softsburgs? No, they were smitten in a fire because they touched your book collection. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. This was before my book collection. Then I started. Were you by... running from the fire <laughs> that killed the rest of the Smallsburg family? And when then you I tripped, tripped on over the Bible. The Bible. <laughs> Damn, Christian. I know. <laughs> and then I got home, and then I went digging, and I found Jesus' true stories, and then I started writing my memoirs. Wait, hold on. You were just randomly digging, and that's how you found the autobiography I, of I Jesus? I was an archaeologist before this, and I was doing my very last dig. And then I found that book. Were you specifically looking for the autobiography of Jesus? No, We're... I was looking for fucking dinosaur bones. I don't know why I curse now. That's not in my character that has been established for over a week now. I mean, Sorry. you can, you can, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, you get very angry when you don't find dinosaur bones. Where you. were you digging for the dinosaur bones? In uh, my basement. Where is... Where is your base? Where Under was- my house. Okay, Pay shit. attention. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, listen, I don't know. You I- know what? I can't live with it. I can't do this. I'm just gonna... Mr. Mingle, I'm sorry. Mr. Mingle, I just... I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I just... I'm sorry. We lost Mr. Mingle. He left. I chased after him for some reason. You did, and no. I appreciate your... your uh, your. I appreciate your commitment to uh, seeing... Mr. Mingle out the door. Uh huh. So he's probably never coming back. I also didn't rehearse the voice before that, so that was rusty. Yeah, I could tell. Thank you. Um, but if you have more questions for Christian Mingle, <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever see that man again. But you follow can... him on Twitter. Does he have a Twitter? No. Oh, that's upsetting. But uh, if you have more book recommendations for Mr. Mingle, actually, send them to us, and we'll uh, we'll do a we'll do a bit Mr. Mingle's book review. Great. Yeah. So that's all we had. Uh, that's that's the entire episode. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Yep. Goodbye forever. This is the end of the show. Don't forget to challenge yourself. (laughs) Not until the end. What? This is, you just said, okay. It was a joke. Oh, I don't know. I I can't tell when you're... Welcome back to the Weekly Undertaking. My name is Alex. This is Mike. My name is Mike. Yeah. So, after that... I'm... It's time for what this show's actually about this week. How... Terrible movies. Hooray. I... I'm, it's, how long were you planning to do this interview bit? I don't know. Okay. Like a day. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't... All right. Well, I, I'm glad that we stuck through with no, it. No, actually, I'm sorry. Today. I thought of it a day ago. Okay. And I th- remembered it, like, what is it, seven, four... Like, eight minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am... 
I'm glad <laughs> that we got to explore that 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 interview together. Hooray! Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, for those of you first time joining us, uh, this is the weekly undertaking, the podcast where we do something new every week and uh, then talk about it and then talk about it. So, what was our challenge this week, Alex? This challenge week was to watch seven movies mm-hmm. that were at least below 10% or so on Rotten Tomatoes. So critically bombed movies. Well, yeah, just generally terrible shit. Horrible movies. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't super strict with like the level of shit. Just like if people hate it, I I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, um I mean Rotten Tomatoes is a very interesting uh kind of website because it's I mean it's been criticized many times before because, mm-hmm. you know, uh it, most recently with Captain Marvel, so many people can flood in and just review bomb it, tank a movie regardless of whether or not it deserves it. Similarly, how do you evaluate a piece of art based on you know how do you put a number on that? You don't. So, yeah, uh, and well, one, you do. One thing that I found is I watched some fucking horrible movies. Uh huh. And realized that they technically did not meet the ten percent or less threshold because you were entertained. Even quite the opposite. <laughs> uh, they were. Uh, even though they clearly should have. So oh, okay. uh, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah, that one that we watched together. Well, that was not the only one. Well, but yes. We, we will, uh, we're going to have a huge one of those yeah. uh, discussion about that movie. Well, did you actually watch seven movies this week? At least. Did you watch so, more than seven movies? Okay, here's a spoiler for everyone about our lives in the background of this podcast. Our schedule got fucked up. So Big time. we're recording this way after we did the challenge. Yes. Um, a week later. Yeah, so way after. Yeah. Uh, so I had plenty of time to watch as many shit movies as, so, as like, so I'll probably, I probably watched at least like seven or so. Okay. Like, cool. a, like definitely a ton. I respect that. Cause I did not watch seven movies. My life is, is rough. I watched four. Four. Okay. Uh, so, well, you know what? We were probably only going to talk about three or so each. Yeah. So it's all, it's all good, bro. Yeah. I know you got a lot going on. Not all of us have time for literally, literally garbage uh, is, movies. Is that, have, feel like that's subtweeting me because you also have a lot of life going on and you found the fucking time to watch no i'm sorry i failed my life no i i understand you have a lot going on you have that new hat you're wearing it's very nice i'm sure you'd spend a lot of time picking it out yeah i just kind of found it actually in the back of my closet did you trip over it as you're running away from a fire (laughs) from the burn that killed the rest of my family (laughs) yeah exactly that's exactly what i did oh man (laughs) Oh, happy Easter, everyone. Oh, crap. That's, that's right. This is getting released on Easter. I, yeah. I, I ran away from a fire that killed my family. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. For those of you who celebrate. I hope that it's that it's a pleasurable yes. uh, pleasurable time. And happy Passover two days ago for everyone who celebrates that. Yes, that's that's true. Just yeah. get all the holidays out there. Lines up very nicely this year. So, yeah. Um... Okay, uh, what? I guess we'll just dive right into this. What's What movies did you watch? Uh, let me see what I think of uh, I watched Hoodwink 2, Hood vs. Evil. Did that get less than 10% on Rotten Tomatoes? I think it hit 11. Ah, oh, well, that's close enough. Okay. Yeah. That's um, horrible, but okay. Um, uh, Hotbot. Hotbot? Uh, Naked. Naked? It's just a movie called Naked. Just... <laughs> um. No, not And Afraid. <laughs> and Afraid is the... Naked and just, Afraid is... Just Naked. Naked and Afraid is the sequel to Naked. Yes. And then I also... <laughs> I also watched. I just love the idea of a guy just being naked for an entire movie, and but he's naked, not afraid. But not afraid, and then in naked, you just put like Freddy Krueger in there. It's just like oh. <laughs> I have some jiggly bits. Don't chop them off, Freddy Krueger. Oh God! All uh, right. After that, I watched the Do Over, Adam Sandler. 
And that's an, I'm not familiar with that it's, one. It's bad. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> what is that I watch? Damn it, it's been a while. It has been a, a bit. Uh, you name yours while okay. I think. I watched four, so I watched the classic movie, the classic terrible movie, uh, The Room. Of course. With Tommy Wiseau, which I have seen before, but I figured to refresh my memory. Yeah. Um, oh, hi, Mark. Hi, my. I did not. I did not hit her. I did not hit her. It isn't true. It's bullshit. It's not I did true. not hit it's her. It's bullshit. I did not. Oh, oh hi, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, I love man. that movie. Yeah, I love it so much. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> but what else did I watch? I watched um, Birdemic: Shock oh, and Terror. That's what we watched together. We watched that one together. That was beautiful. It was. That was god awful. Both of those movies, by the way. Literally, some of the worst films ever made. Both of them have over ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Birdemic had nineteen. Nineteen percent. Right? The The Room, last I checked, had twenty three percent. Damn. Which is still abysmal. You fail the course if you get a twenty three <laughs> in the class. <laughs> but like, still. But like, could have been an eight. It should have been an eight. But it's kind of gotten a cult following, and also James Franco made that movie about it, so it's kind of mainstream now. But regardless, it yeah, it, it, it's that's just funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else did I watch? I watched um, Food Fight. Oh, I know Food Fight. Have you seen Food Fight? No, but I know it. Okay, I know it's a terribly animated, a terrible animated movie. Oh my god, we will get into that one because that is <laughs> a trip in and of itself. That one had exactly ten percent. Nice, on Rotten just Tomatoes. made it. And the critically worst movie that I've seen, um, but I think it's the best of the four that I watched. Cool. Was the movie Kazam. Oh, what? Starring Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> as the as a genie that appears to a 12-year-old boy. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it was the response, Shaq's response to uh, Space Jam. Oh, wow. Um, but I could be wrong about that. No, it sounds right. And don't get me wrong, Kazam was awful. Mm-hmm. But compared to what got above a 10%, its 6% rating is it's probably a little... Undeserved. Because at the end of the day, Kazam was a bad movie... But it could still be recognized as a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so, did you do you want to list any of the other ones? I can't remember how many did I list. Fueler, Hotbot, Naked, Birdemic. I'm forgetting about two. Okay. So I'll put them in the description if I remember. Okay. Um, what but, do we want to start sorry. with? Sorry, I would actually really like to to start. Mm-hmm. With uh, Birdemic. I want to talk about that movie with Yeah. Because uh, that's the movie we watched together. Let's discuss that movie. Yes. Yeah, so when we realized we couldn't record last week for various reasons, you came over anyway to watch Birdemic. Yeah, because... We yeah, were going to do that right before we started, but shit doesn't work out all the time. So you know what? Life Fuck you. Life happens in, in the way. Yeah. But we, re- we remember plenty about this movie. So... How could you forget? Um, okay. So for the basic plot of this film... You, can we call it a plot? I guess I we mean call things it a happen in succession. I <laughs> so <laughs> I guess if that's what we call it, yeah, okay, that's so, fine. Yeah, I'd say it's about a two-hour movie. Like it's very long. Is it? It feels longer than two hours. It, it felt very long, but I'd say the first half of the movie mm-hmm. is just this guy. What was his name? Rod? Ron? Rod? Something like I that. I want to say it's Rod. So, it's been a week. Rod, who basically everything in his life works out for him. Literally, he has no obstacles to overcome okay well first of all before we get into that the movie opens with a 10 minute driving sequence 
Like, literally, no dialogue. Like you're in the passenger seat of a car. You're in the passenger seat of the car, just driving down the road. There are no birds. There are There is no nothing. It's just literally, you don't see any characters' faces <laughs> for ten whole minutes, five of which... There's the credits rolling, and five, there is no justification for the, like, no even attempt at a justification for the sequence. Yeah, and then, uh... For the next 50 minutes... Okay, you, you, can, you can ramble. ...was what you're saying is just a conflict-free, this man's life is going great... Yeah, okay, well, let's lay out the events that happen. Okay, sure. So, he goes into a diner and gets seated. Yes. And then on the way out... He sees no, a beautiful woman. He's not He's not leaving. A woman is leaving. Oh, no, I'm sorry. A woman is leaving, and he's just sitting down getting his And, you know, after he, like, checked her out, he did, like, the head swivel, and he gave her the up and down, you know, classic ass. Um, <laughs> he decides <laughs> to get out of you his know, chair. You know, classic ass. And chase after her, and they exchange. Turns out he knew her from high school in the most awkward way possible. I cannot described to anyone who has not seen this movie you have to watch it just just how bad and awkward the acting is <laughs> also the audio quality is awful oh it's terrible it's absolute it's, shit and it change it, it shifts <clears throat> like from like really bad to mm-hmm. very 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 bad yeah like you can kind of make it out and there's just some cars in the background mm-hmm. and then just like the mic goes kaput and you can't hear anything yeah. for three seconds much like shark exorcist michael and i did better as 13 year olds what are, you, what are you talking about? Remember when we reviewed Shark Exorcist and we were like, we did made better stuff when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Um, I looked at some of that stuff recently. Not sure if it meets that threshold. Really? Yeah, well, we didn't do that bad. We didn't do that good. Actually, you know what? We didn't do... You're right. We didn't do that... How do I put it? We did terrible. <laughs> However... <laughs> Just that threshold of bad has not I'm been I'm trying met. to yeah. sell yeah. that these movies could have been made by, like, te- like early teenagers, and it would have been better. Probably. With this, with different, si- with different like, situations. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, so that goes well. He gets a number, and then he decides to, uh, let's see, sell an idea he has to a company, <laughs> and they buy it for a billion dollars. No, it's... No, he makes a sale for one billion dollars. We never in... get specified as to what the sale is. It just cuts to him at a desk in a swivel chair, just like, yeah, can I lock it up today? Great. Yeah. Excellent. Actually, I'm doing I'm doing acting a lot better. Oh. I would like to lock it up today. Can we? Yes. Great. <laughs> Great. Hangs up the phone. A guy comes over, just like, hey, how'd it go? Great! I just sold a mil- some. I just made a sale for a million dollars. No, like, how much did you sell it for? One million dollars. <laughs> and it's just like, it was a ten-second conversation. Yeah, you never sell anything in that amount of time, let alone something for a million dollars. But I think we're getting caught up in the details here. We, a little bit, a little bit. So anyway. I think it was after that he calls the girl and he asks her out on a date, doesn't set a time or place, but yeah, she knows where to go. And, it's cool. <laughs> and they meet up and they have a very awkward date, but like it goes well enough for them to get to date number two. Yeah. And then, oh, he starts his own green tech company. We can't forget that. And then he sells it oh, for yeah. like almost a billion dollars. <laughs> he does do that. <laughs> and then at one point he calls over a guy just to just, <laughs> my favorite thing is this guy comes over and just like, hey, I'd like to put solar panels on my roof. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I forgot it. And the guy, like, gives him an estimate. just like, $20,000. And he's just like, really? Yeah. And then they go outside. And uh, the, and the sales guy turns to run and just goes, 
uh, or Rod turns to the sales guy and just goes, where would you want to put it? And Rod says, right over there. And then there's a shot of just blank roof. Just like nothing there. <laughs> for like five seconds. For five whole seconds. We and then didn't they need to know where the solar panel was going that specifically. Because we never see the roof again. <laughs> we never see solar panels put in. I, I, that was my favorite part of the movie where I was just like, I was like, why'd they, why'd they point that out? And then you just died. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was just oh. crying of laughter, but then they cut back to the 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 guy, and it's just a normal exchange, <laughs> just like a pointless purchase of a thing. Just oh my god! I think it was. I think he was trying to establish that Rod cares about the environment. Was it? Yeah, well, I think that was the intent behind that scene. Okay. Didn't work. It did not work. But that's what I. That's what I got. Also, before I forget, I have a very strong feeling that this is just the director, like self-inserting himself into this character and kind of like jacking off to like his ideal life where like everything oh, works right. out mm-hmm. and he everything gets the super great. hot girl super easily and he makes tons of money well but then there's a there's a twist oh yeah there's birds. a twist there are it's birds like, in this bird movie eventually they finally he finally uh he and the girl what's the girl's name Do you i don't remember? know Let's call her Liz. It's okay. not Liz, but it's let's call her Liz. Um, it's it, Rod and Liz finally, you know, uh, consummate their relationship. They have sex, and then they just cut away from that, and then immediately, no transition or anything, birds are attacking the city that they're living in. Just like, I kid you not, they, it was, first of all, the worst CG. It's not CG, it's like they're GIFs. They, literally they're gifts literally. of birds just like repeatedly flying yeah the same thing and for some reason they explode <laughs> like, yeah they die they kamikaze style dive bomb gas stations and buildings and, just, and there's just explode. terrible explosion animations <laughs> oh my god and so this movie's a good time for all the wrong reasons so essentially from that moment on which, like I said, had no lead up to this thing. It literally was just cut to black, cut to the birds attacking. Um, is a birds survival film, like a zombie kind of. Um, but done terribly. But done terribly. Literally, it's Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. If it was done by the worst version of Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> um, and also had survival tactics, like they for some reason they just drive along this road. And have adventures and meet people and stuff. <laughs> I forgot my favorite part of this, this whole thing was uh, is the gas scene when they get pulled over. They pull over to help a guy, uh-huh. and he was like, "Can you spare some gas?" And they're like, "No, I'm sorry, we don't. We only have enough for us." And he pulls out a gun. And he's like, "You're gonna give me some gas," which is fine. I would see. I would suggest that would happen at, at some point in a post-apocalyptic that movie. That part yes. I don't have a problem with. Yeah. He gets. He makes Rod get out at gunpoint. And he brings him to the back where he lifts up the the hood of the car, and there's a like a tank of gas. And then the guy takes it and he backs away slowly. And then a bird flies down and slices his neck open, just like perfectly. We don't see any other birds. It's, it's literally just, just a bird. swoop, splurt of blood. And my favorite part is the guy doesn't drop down and die. He just kind of hobbles over to the side of the road where there is grass, because and, and it's like a little soft hill. A little soft hill, and he just gently leans over and. <laughs> and dies and then no that's what happens then there's no sound effects or like birds shown in the footage it's like oh no the birds are coming we gotta go and then he gets back in the car and slowly pulls away while leaving the gas (laughs) on the side of the road perfect shot it's like they didn't rush away like he just like he was one step away from putting his blinker on yeah i mean because there were also this was clearly filmed on a real highway oh of course so you had to yeah 
Um, so yeah, it was, uh, man. But um, enough, enough talking about this god terrible movie. No, you gotta watch it. There is one more oh, thing okay, okay. that I love that I need to mention is that this movie was just so pat like this oh, just yeah, so yeah, yeah. hard trying to sell that this is a climate change movie oh yeah it's about climate change and you know that because they have experts on climate change come in as survivors and calmly explain the dangers <laughs> of of global oh, yeah, warming it's like, like a three minute scene where they meet a doctor and they just like have him in like one shot just like well, you know, the, the ice caps are melting, polar bears are dying, the weather's going all crazy, and that's what makes the birds attack. And as you see, the birds are attacking, and they're killing people, and I'm investigating these waters where the birds are, are, are dive-bombing, but, you know, they're not dive-bombing me because I love the environment, and humans are the real dangerous animal. I don't know why you're thinking about birds. <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. This monologue went on for eight freaking minutes. Yeah, and then the birds keep attacking, and people die, and that's fine. You know, people suck. Fuck them, right? But, like, then... The the birds will fly away, but not really because the environments are terrible and the ice caps are melting and the polar bears are dying and the weather's going all crazy, which makes the birds attack. And then people get killed by the birds, which is fine. And then the ice caps melt and the polar bears die. I'm sorry. That, I'm, I was letting you go. You were you were into that shit. I, uh, I approve. Um, <laughs> oh, and then the ice caps melt. Did oh my I mention God. that? And the polar bears die and then they attack people. Not the polar bears, but the birds. And the birds kill people, but then the birds... Okay, okay, we get it. Okay. We get it, we get it. But, but that's what happens. And yeah. then they meet another guy and he's like, I live in the forest and I protect the trees and I make sure they don't die, but they're dying from natural disasters and the beetles that are eating the trees, but people are killing the trees because the birds keep dive bombing people because they're killing the trees i reckon but i live here in the forest and it's really nice and another eight minute scene and the birds are killing people but you know i'm fine with that because my redwoods are, are safe because i'm living here in the tree in that tree house over there you see pan to tree house back to man <laughs> and you see that's where i live kids and you want to come up into my tree house and play with me it, oh wait i'm sorry that's pedophilic i won't do that then but the trees are safe from the birds because they're trees and the birds are killing people but you know people are fine because they deserve it because they're killing birds the man clearly thought he was going to save the world. <laughs> and he was wearing a wig, movie. too. Yeah, like he a, was. Like a hippie wig. Like a very... My, he also just shoehorned in, like, just to keep with the theme. At one point, the in the first half of the movie, they go on a double date, and the guy, uh, and Rod comes out and just like, wow, that was a great movie. An Inconvenient <laughs> Truth. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, the he, Al Gore documentary. He yeah. names the movie after saying it was a good movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, we got to stop. We got it. We've been going on about this for so long. We have so, so many other bad movies to talk about. Yes, we do. Okay. Um, do you want to go first or shall I? Yeah, sure. I'm going to say okay. real quick. <laughs> I, I just want to talk about Hood, Hoodwinked 2. Okay. Hood versus Evil. T-O-O? Yeah. Okay. You've seen it, right? I, I think I have back when I was like 10 or whenever it first came well, out. It came out in 2011, so you were like probably... 12 or yeah. so? Something like that. But anyway, the original Hoodwinked, if you've seen it, it's on Netflix, mm -hmm. and I love it. I actually watched it right before we picked this challenge, which is why I decided to watch the sequel, because I knew it was so poorly recognized. I can't remember uh, but the, the first, first Hoodwinked. The first movie... It's actually really sub subversive and really smart. Like it's uh, it's terribly animated. It was, but it was it's like a, a noir a, movie, right? It's a ta yeah, it's a take on Little Red Riding Hood, but like with noir and like each character tells like their side of the story and they all interconnect terribly, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they all connect. And the twist is like you could see it a million miles away if you're not ten, which I wasn't <laughs> at the time, so it blew my mind. Uh huh. But I I love this movie because it it has a, it has a lot of heart and a lot of character. 
and a lot of just love. I did not know you were so passionate about Hoodwinks. It's a weird movie for me, yeah. but I love it. Okay. But uh, while while Hoodwinked was like a twist on Little Red Riding Hood, uh-huh. Hoodwinked 2 is a twist of Hoodwinked without any like take on the original source material. Really? Okay, so here's what what what's the what's the gist? Okay, the wolf and granny are working for the frog, uh, in an undercover agency. I have not seen this movie in a very long time. Yeah, so I'm gonna give you the lowdown. Okay, and I mean they're trying just... they're trying to save Hansel and Gretel, mm-hmm. who's being about to be eaten by a witch, and Red's off training with the secret society of the Hood or whatever. What? Uh, like what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> the, like the Red Hood. Like they just make it like there's like a CIA type thing. Oh, like okay. A, Gotcha. Type thing, and then there's, like, a hidden society of bakers mm-hmm. with, like, magic and shit, which also sucks. I hate when sequels add magic to, like, just, like, detective-type movies. So there was no magic in the original movie. Why'd you add magic to the second movie? I hate it when that happens every time, such yeah. as the specific in- instance. And the twist sucks. Like, the first movie is fine because it gives you hints and you can figure it out beforehand. Uh-huh. The second one, it's just like, oh, surprise, these characters are evil. You were hoodwinked again. It's like, no, I wasn't. You didn't give me any hints. <laughs> you didn't give me any way to solve that, you asshole. So what was the plot of the movie? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> um... But basically, it was made six years later, but the animation is somehow worse. Uh, it's very it's very surreal. The character de- designs are grosser. Uh-huh. But it's just, oh, it was just such a disaster to watch. I love the first movie. So that's watch a- Hoodwinked. Skip the sequel. Skip Hoodwinked 2. Yeah. All right. Well, that's... Um... I, I just had to get all that out there. Okay. Because, man, I love Hoodwinked. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> that's, that's my... That's my... Uh, a literal hatred for this sequel coming out of my body. I, I'm, gotcha. All right, you go. Uh, you want me to go? I'm going to take a break from my rambling. Okay, cool. Um, uh, I'll go into Food Fight, which is a fascinating movie to me. Tell me about it. Because, okay, so Food Fight is a probably the worst animated movie I've ever seen. Oh, I'm sure we can top that. Like, no, no, no. Okay, so there's animated film. I'm not commenting on that. I'm commenting on the animation quality of this movie. Yeah, I'm sure we can top it. Was literally the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, we can we can do worse. I'm you, sure. You seem like you seem like this is a point of pride for you. Yeah, you're no, gonna, it is. You're gonna uh, animate something worse. No, I will find something worse. I know I can animate something worse. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to prove that to you. Okay. I know I'm terrible at animating. Well, let me say this. Um, the first half of the movie, similar to um. Similar to Birdemic, there there are two distinct parts of this movie. Uh Uh-huh. The first half of the movie is a film noir. Okay, cool. The second half of the movie just... Okay, so during the film noir, let me say, the main character is Dex Dogtective. That's the name of the character. Okay, cool. And if you can't figure it out, it's a dog that's also a detective. What? What? Yeah, I know. Um, And I will say this is... The plot of this movie basically is that this... You you've seen Sausage Party? Yeah, the the it's Seth good, Rogen movie. It's a good movie. It's not really a good movie. Well, it's, it was fun. I hated the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was similar to that in that the food comes to life at night in a supermarket. That's kind of the general like world. So that we're we have talking in. animals and talking food. Yeah, they they didn't really explain how the dog like, belonged. You pick one or the other. Yeah. You don't do both. Yeah. Well, I think that the general thing was that it was the icons were the character, like the the logos. Oh. So for example, they got a lot of trademarked material in this movie, which is another thing that blows my mind. How is this movie so bad when it clearly has funding? No, I think I think Food Fight is famous for like having like a lot of funding. 
and then really? looking like that. Because a Mr. Clean makes a makes a few appearances <laughs> in the movie. Oh, that's cool. The the Charlie Tuna, the the guy from the Tuna Company. Okay. You know, like it looks like a blue dolphin with goggles on. You know the the one I'm talking about. I think about? so. Yeah. He's yeah, in yeah. the movie. Um, like. Oh my god, I can't even remember all of the different characters. The IBM computer, like, digital man kind of thing. Okay. Was in the movie. Um, and they have a lot of famous voice actors in there. Wow. Like, D- Dex Dog Detective, played by Charlie Sheen. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Hilary Duff is in it. Okay. Um, Wayne Brady, of whose line is it anyway? Wayne Brady? It plays, like, a main character. I like Wayne, I like Wayne Brady. Ava Longoria, you know who that is? No. She was in a lot of soap operas and stuff oh, like cool. that. But yeah, um and uh Christopher Lloyd of Christopher Lloyd's in a lot of bad shit though. Well, yeah, but he's Doc Brown and Hacker and just seeing his voice in the movie <laughs> was just like what the fuck? Um okay. Was Phil Lewis in it? Unfortunately not. Oh. Unfortunately not. Mm. Okay. I have a lot of respect for Phil Lewis. I'm glad he's not on there. Please come on our show <laughs> and we could discuss this 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 movie. Um We'll talk to Lewis later. Um, oh, yeah. We have a whole segment for him now. I guess so. <laughs> because our dark puppet master, Adam Rooney, <laughs> who can control what we do on the show simply by making music for it. You know, fuck it. <laughs> Play the song. Talking talking you're using that now? Yes, you don't we're inter- talking Phil Lewis because apparently that's a thing that we have to do now. Thanks, Adam. Uh, you well, control this show more than Mike and me. Well, Just like if you want, if you wanted to make you like, like talk about gourmet cheeses, he could just make a little ditty that's like, "Oh, it's Michael and he's gotten the cheese." Bing. Like he can do that if he wants. He's the puppet master. He, he is. Are we going to talk about food fight? Or are we going to talk about oh, Phil Lewis? Yeah. The last news thing about Phil Lewis was that. <laughs> He showed up at Chapman University last October. Really? Apparently talking about abroad uh, stuff in a tour for Where, maybe one of his kids. Where's Chapman University? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's, uh, there's one in Mineola. There's one in Mineola? No, hang on. I'm going to look up the university. Okay, cool. Well, Phil Lewis made a, that, that's really cool. He I... made an appearance. And that was the last thing he was in, like, news-wise, was, like, Almost half a year ago. He made an appearance. So he's just been off the grid since then? I don't think he's been off the grid. I just don't think he's made the news cycle. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I respect that. Oh, it's in Cali. It was in California. Nice. All right. Well, uh, Phil Lewis, if you ever... Segment over. Play the intro... Play, play the song backwards. There you go. You have to do that. I hope you realize. Of course I have to do that. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> Back to, to food fight. Yeah, sorry about so that. So the first half of the movie is Charlie Sheen as Dex Dog Detective, um, and his best friend, um, Daredevil Dan, who is a chipmunk. Okay. Um, are planning to propose to Hillary Duff's character. Okay, I find I, I'm following. Okay. Uh, for some reason the 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 engagement doesn't go on. Um. I think it was Wayne Brady crashed his plane, um, and and so the the movie. Of all the people in this, uh, all the actors, Wayne Brady's like the least troublesome person, like in this cast. Well, Hilary Duff was not problematic. Well, more than Wayne Brady, what's Wayne Brady ever done? Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> I mean, like bad stuff. Oh, I have no, I don't think anything. Yeah, he's uh, a saint. Watch Wayne Brady, come on our show. <laughs> Talking Wayne. Talking Wayne Brady. I would love to have Wayne Brady on the show. Um, 
Oh man, watch, we're gonna look up later and he's definitely murdered someone. <laughs> and we're just like, he's done nothing wrong. Uh, he was probably justified in murdering that guy. Anyway, um, I will defend that man to the ends of the earth. Yeah, he's a, he's, except, he's a beautiful man. Except his participation in food fight. Because, so, it just, the movie just then cuts to six months in, in advance, in, away, uh-huh. in which we are just ex- expected to believe that Hilary Duff's character spontaneously goes missing. For no reason. Cool. They never got engaged. And the main character just happens to be a detective. And he was also very obsessed with with finding her for the past six months to the point where he can't get on with his life. Great. Until he finds her. Um, But no leads, no nothing. And then Christopher Lloyd, as a very badly animated, clear antagonist, waggling his arms, flailing all around, uh, comes in and is just like, You are going to make Brand X a mem- part of your store. That's like the, the thing. It's Brand X. Brand X. Yeah. And there's some Powerpuff Girls the, over here. The supermarket guy is weirdly obsessed with keeping with the products in his store. Just like, yeah, if there's room, I'll fit it in. And then the Christopher Lloyd character knocks over a potato chip, stomps on potato bag of potato chips stomps on the bag and there's this very weird shot of the supermarket owner just like cradling the bag of chips and mourning the the death of the bag oh that's what they think comedy is yeah I, is it probably i don't know i that think sounds that, like a comedic shot i think that that was legitimately this character no because it was a sympathetic moment i think that this was legitimately them showing this character as caring about the supermarket oh okay well then that's that's less that's less good um the movie then gets weirdly sexualized for a clearly uh kids movie um there are uh, there's um a bar fight great in which um the uh mrs butterworth and the guy that and a cap not captain crunch but like a sea captain that was on a bag of chips says that uh mrs butterworth turns to that guy and just says is it the pirate's booty guy no i want maybe it might have been but regardless they say you're you you shouldn't be doing anything you're just ship faced I think we're done talking about food fight now. No, 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 hold on. It takes a turn. <laughs> it takes a turn because the highly sexualized main antagonist uh, starts a war, and halfway through the movie, it stops being a film noir and just turns into a war flick in which the, the like p- characters die in the in in the movie. Oh man, I could go I could go off for a while, but for the for, um there is clearly Nazi paraphernalia in the movie. Um there is so much murder. Um, the, the dog detective kills the, kills the, uh, the, the main antagonist. Well, actually he doesn't kill her. He just turns her ugly because that's, that's the worst punishment. It's basically a death sentence right yeah. there. I and, should know. And calls her, <laughs> and calls her a cold farted itch. Um. I appreciate your notes. Yes. Um, he, he also says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a spam. Um, I'm holding for laughter after after each of these. I hope you realize you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> they also end the movie with a uh, they find an antidote to death for the icons and everybody that an was killed. Antidote to death. Yeah, everybody that was killed in the in the movie in the in the fighting of the movie. Uh, just comes back to life and they have a party. A terribly animated, agonizingly watchable Of course this party. movie has a dance scene at the end. Oh, I just remember one of the movies that I one of the other movies I watched. What movie? The emoji movie. Oh yeah, that was Because I had never seen it. Uh-huh. And God, I'm never watching it again. Do you want to talk about the emoji movie? I think in a in an episode about terrible movies. Uh-huh. And we've only done animated shit right for now. 
So we I'm have not done animated shit. No, no. We uh, like the last two movies we talked about are animated. Anim- oh yes, you're right. Animated. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll I'll just go over it quickly because mm-hmm. everyone and their mothers has talked about this movie and how terrible it is. Yes, but uh, it's an insult to children. <laughs> this movie thinks it's uh, targeting. Okay, it's an insult to filmmaking in general. Mm-hmm. It's an insult to good writing. Mm-hmm. Animation was good, but that's just because these four fucking animators had to do it. Okay, but you know it was fine animation. All right, all right. Um, the uh, it, it was like Birdemic in the way that it thinks it's standing up for uh, shit. Like this move, the Emoji movie uh, treats itself like it's uh, promoting uh, feminism and women's equality. Is it really? No. Oh, it does a terrible <laughs> job at doing that. Oh, um, that's like uh, well, I think no, it's one not. of one of my examples was like uh, like one of the the the. The character that's copying Wild Style from the Lego movie. Okay. Um, uh, she's just like, uh, she's talking about like, uh, she goes into like a, like something about Dropbox mm-hmm. and just like, I don't even remember, but just out of nowhere, uh, she was like, and you know what? Women, oh, like men always take credit for things women do. And then Jean's just like, the main character's just like, that's rough. And then just walk away. That so that's that's the feminist yeah. moment. Her whole plot well, is that, that convinced me. Her whole plot is that she was like a princess, uh, and didn't want to be stereotyped as a princess, which has potential to be like a good plot point. Right? It wasn't. Um, <laughs> and also like another thing is like she she goes on is like you know when the first set of emojis came out, the only thing a woman could be is a princess or a like a uh, or like a dancer or something, and it's like but like emojis aren't meant to be like. Man, I can be anything that's on, on on the emoji list. Well, people treat it as as that, you know? It's like not. there's so many um, you know, like demands for for Apple to to make their emojis better and and more um and more inclusive, which is fine. I mean, yeah, yeah which is which is, you know, fine. Do that, but it's also like, you know, I'm more concerned with Apple's uh, you know, human rights record than yeah, I am. Yeah, but it's like just uh emojis are not I'm, are not that I'm not against the message. I'm against the way it was delivered. True. Okay. And I, I, I'm against the way that this movie thinks it earned mm-hmm. the right to to say something smart. Right. And because it didn't, and it didn't. So <laughs> it did not. But I, I, do you want to go do a different movie? Yeah, just I'm just to... gonna. I just wanted to talk mm-hmm. about the shitty emoji movie real quick. But, okay. Um, I'm talking about naked. Naked. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested. This in This is a one. Netflix original movie, of course. Oh, all um, right. It actually Rotten Tomato score was not super super low. What I'd was say it? I I don't remember. It's probably high twenties, low thirties. Okay, so that's like, not bad. Didn't do bad at all. But the plot is Groundhog's Day, mm-hmm. except the guy wakes up an hour before his wedding naked in an elevator. What? That's the whole thing. What? So and then every like every time a church the church bells ring in an hour past that he gets sent back to the elevator to try and do it again and this whole thing is like him trying to find ways to make it to his wedding on time fully clothed and like so instead of repeating the full day he repeats the hour yes so he has an hour to do all that and it does some clever shit with it but it's still just like you could only look at it as a uh, as a ripoff from uh, from Groundhog Day from Groundhog's Day, which wasn't even that good a concept to begin with. Yeah, but like a lot of movies like try to do this, mm-hmm. um, and only I think only two have ever done it in a way that was successful, which was Groundhog's Day and Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which actually explained a reason for the repeating days. Edge of Tomorrow? Yes, I've never seen that one. Was it Edge of Tomorrow? I think it was. It was with Tom Cruise. 
I could be wrong. I'm going to look it up just to be safe. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Fuck you. We're taking a break from this (laughs) podcast where I can look up. Uh, It it is Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, but that's a good movie. Mm Mm-hmm. so yeah, this this movie just it, it does some creative things with the concept where mm-hmm. like the guy's in a fist fight with the with like a one of his one of the guys who's like after his wife mm-hmm. and like he gets like beat every time but like he remembers like his like attack motions so he's like left hook uppercut and he like does all the dodges like and it's like almost like a dance uh-huh. sort of and like you could just tell like after every time he gets punched he just starts over and has to like memorize it and it's like a like a thirty second like fight scene so it's like. 50 different punches where it's like wow it's like that's clever i liked that <laughs> overall it was harmless <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't great it wasn't good but it wasn't terrible okay i walked away thinking like i've seen way worse shit this week well that's something okay yeah, i just wanted to talk about it for a reason i i appreciate that because that is a very i mm, that's that's strange does he is is the does the movie end when he succeeds and he gets to the ultimate? yeah he 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 succeeds and he fixes everything out and he fixes himself because he's afraid of commitment in many ways mm-hmm. except for marriage ironically like he was <laughs> always certain about marrying her which is good uh-huh. but like he could never he never wanted to hold down a job or do anything responsible mm-hmm. by the end of the movie he learned that hard work pays off wow look at that progress yes okay so you should talk about one more, and then I think we'll end it because we're pushing fifty. Okay. Uh, well, my last movie was Kazam, uh, the Shaquille O'Neal uh thing. Well, also The Room, but I I think that that's been discussed before. That's, that's for another day. Yeah. Um. Uh, Kazam was a terrible movie. Period. Um. um yeah. The end. The end. Uh, it was. Da, da, da. No. Shaq oh. raps in it. Uh, like a lot. Like oh, there really? are several mu- mu- musical segments. Cool. Um. Man, how do I? Okay. So there's a lot to unpack in that movie besides the fact that it's abysmal. Um, so first of all, 12-year-old kid uh, is constantly bullied but also is a little shit, so I don't really feel too much sympathy for him. Okay. Um, I feel sympathy for him because his his mom is getting divorced and lied about her his, about knowing where his father is and stuff like that. There's a lot of messed up family dynamic in, I dig it. in, this, in this movie. Um, and then this kid stumbles upon a boombox that he kicks. Oh no! And Shaquille O'Neal pops out of pops it. Pops out of it as Kazam, the genie. Oh wow! You get six. You get three wishes of material things. I can't fix your parents' marriage. I can't bring people back from the dead and stuff. But material things, and then um. That's a good genie rule. Yeah. Um. But like, oh my God! They say material things so many times in the movie. Oh really? Um. And eventually, it turns out. Eventually, the kid finds his dad, uh, his biological father, and um. Turns out that he's a big part of the movie industry. Really? Or, no, music, not movie. Music industry. Um, and they go to a concert to find him. And on stage, one of the one of the artists just points to Shaquille O'Neal and just goes, Hey, cutie, you get on the stage and do a rap. Oh, and he does that. Oh, no. And then the genie becomes a musical icon um, and just, like, starts getting record deals and stuff. While it turns out that his father... The uh, the father of the of the boy is um running is part of this huge secret underground music uh illegal black black um black market facility of course um and I want to say it's so funny how uh seriously this movie treats piracy of music oh great. just like just like the move the moment that the kid discovers his dad was just like 
dad? And the dad's beating up a guy, and the, he's just like, you gotta do this thing. And the, the guy that he's beating up is just like, piracy is a felony, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the kid just kind of sneaks into criminal, uh... like, criminal uh, aspects, just like willy-nilly, just no guards whatsoever. Um, so much terrible racking, rapping from Shaquille O'Neal. Um, my favorite and most cringeworthy part of the movie was Shaquille O'Neal defeats the main antagonist by zapping him into a ball. Okay. And slam dunking him down a, down a, uh, like a garbage chute. I want to see that now. It was, that was a, a good moment. Not the whole movie, like, that's that clip. Yeah, uh, it was... Not sh- worth the rest of the movie, yeah, I I'm guarantee sure the payoff you. would be exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it was not worth it. Um, so, yeah, that was that was Kazam. Kazam. So, overall, do you think you have a better appreciation for shit movies? Um, actually, I kind of do. I'm not going to lie. Because it's like, on an in, on a from an analysis standpoint, um, terrible movies present a very interesting thing of accidental parody. They teach us why we like other movies that are good exactly because they try to emulate that and fail fail. and it's just like okay well why does it fail like for example um in the room because why not um there is that famous like 10 minute long very unsexy uh sex scene yep um in and um so what does that tell us it's like he was trying to make it sexy because Tommy Wiseau saw uh that saw sexuality as such a prominent feature of advertising so you know it's an accidental parody of the sexual of the overly sexual uh movie industry uh similarly similarly birdemic of course uh with its um abysmal and shoehorned um environmental environmental message is just just saw oh wow political message ma- political messaging makes it big in hollywood movies yes. so it's an accidental parody of that and subtlety is key right with well, your with your super like played out messages yes uh I, I mean, I agree. That's a smaller lesson I learned. Which is why that fails, but it's, but it's, it's, it's such an accident. It's, terrible movies that honestly try to be good movies but fail are just, they hold up the mirror to society in a way that um, is completely unintentional, mm-hmm. but is, is also equally uh, interesting. So, cool. Yeah. Which is why I hate Shark Exorcist. Because Shark Exorcist <laughs> does none of that. It doesn't even try. So Shark Exorcist is still my most hated movie of all time. To see our uh, review of Shark Exorcist, please look at film uh, our episode of something. I, for- I keep we did a what Shark Exorcist. We did a Shark Exorcist review in one of our episodes. So you know I, I don't know. I guess you'll have to listen to all of them to find it. <laughs> or maybe I'll listen to it and I'll, I'll find. I'll figure out. I'll figure it out and. We'll we'll post it. We won't. No, we won't. This is going up tomorrow. So yeah, we gotta fucking. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, nope. so, never mind. We're not gonna have time to do any of that. But listen, because it's a funny review. Yeah. So bucket time or not really bucket time, but I'm gonna shake it anyway. Oh yeah, I'll pick it out. It's not pick... in there. Okay. It's not in there. Because next week we have a very special episode. Oh shoot, you're totally you right. You're about to say the wrong episode. I was. Um. Okay. So. We have discussed this on air before. We have planned it thoroughly to a point where it kills me inside. <laughs> it kills you inside? Just a little bit. Okay. Well, this movie, this week we, li- we watched terrible movies. This week we're watching what probably is one of, if not the most, anticipated movie of the decade. Yes, that's right. 
Detective Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. That's it. That comes out in like three weeks. Uh, are you? Do you have a countdown for that too? I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Like on the first night. Yeah. I don't care if you're coming. <laughs> but we have tickets to the opening to an opening day premiere of Avengers Endgame. That's a shocker. Wow. No. No shit. Hooray! <laughs> of Avengers Endgame. So next week we will have watched the movie and we will give a spoiler full. <laughs> review absolutely of the movie it's going to be an entire hour-long episode of us just talking about the this ep- movie the, the entire movie because i mean i don't know about you alex and i'm sure this is true but I, I can't speak for you but i am so excited no you can speak for me yeah this is this movie is following the direct sequel of one of if not the most enjoyable movie that i've ever seen Avengers Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War. Which, if we were a podcast when that movie came out, we probably would have done an episode on it, just like we're going to do for Endgame. Yes. So, I am very excited to see uh, this movie. Uh, and, and it's going to be a whole episode. It's going to be a whole episode. So, watch the movie, and then listen to our episode, and that's going to be our uh, our episode next week. Hell yeah. Be- especially because, like, you know, we're, we worked really hard to make sure that we could get it up at the same, in the same weekend. So, you're welcome. Yeah. So, yeah, Ugh. exactly. All right. So, uh, anything else we no. want to say? Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you heard a few new jingles this week from Adam Rudy, uh, and he his information is in the description below. If you like what you hear, please give him a follow. Likewise, we also have uh, a our artist, uh, Winston DeJesus, who helps us out a lot with uh, the podcast art in all kinds of uh, facets. I don't yeah, know. that's a word. Facets. Yeah. Uh, please please show him some love. Give him some support. It's uh, all in the description, folks. All in the description. <clears throat> we also have our own social medias in the description. Please give us a follow. And um, if you like what you hear, please give us a rate and review. Tell a friend because all of that does help. And if you don't like it, if you hate everything about this show, if you feel a visceral hatred for what we do, please also spread Let that word. Let us know. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, also spread the word because we got some enjoyment out of watching shitty things. Any publicity is good publicity. Also, nice callback to this entire episode. Hey! <laughs> uh, this is why we don't get good reviews. Uh, um, but regardless, thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in. Um, uh, yeah, until next week, don't forget to challenge yourself. And... Yeah. Try something new. That was completely unnecessary and I hated every second of it. Uh, what is this podcast? <laughs>